0: Welcome to the second episode of Doing Abroad with Options. And again, we have Unisa with us talking about construction management and what you can expect with opportunities in Australia and beyond, as well as here in Kenya, in terms of your future in construction management. So we touched a little bit about what the course structure looks like, what you can expect in terms of the, co- uh, the coursework in itself, what sort of skills and uh, transferable sort of knowledge you can have once you study in UNISA and as well as your life beyond that when you start your job. And this episode, we will actually be talking more about the course in itself, the program itself in UNISA, so that you can actually know what to expect when you start your studies uh, in Australia with respect to construction management. So, a little bit, maybe from you, a little bit about discussion, a discussion, and a bit of specifics about the actual program and what they can expect in terms of coursework and the course structure uh, when studying construction management.
1: Okay, so we have a, a four-year construction management with honours degree and, and that consists of three years of core courses where we uh, develop skills in con- construction management, quantity surveying, costing the, a building, scheduling a building's development um, and uh, in the application of standards and regulations to building design and to construction processes, uh, uh, courses contain content on things such as construction materials, how we communicate in the construction world, how to draw uh, joints in um, and structural frames, some study in actual structural design. And um, I teach fire technology and building surveying. So building surveying is the application of standards and codes to design and construction. And fire technology looks at the provision of fire safety systems in buildings.
0: You know, what caught my attention is the language, the construction language. Is it different? Is it a different language that someone needs to learn?
1: It is. There's a bit of jargon applied. Yeah. Uh, so nothing, nothing to be afraid of, but it does help to get the terms. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and that it goes along with a bit of a culture where when you when you're in a in a, um, a, a an industry that you love. Yeah. You know that sharing of jargon is part of that yeah. culture, isn't it? Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that would be really good. I mean, for maybe international students who may not feel that the language barrier might be there and just you know maybe not fully understanding each other and what we mean and i guess that would really be a good unique selling point for unicide on that point because by the time you're done with your course when you get into the job market you already know what they're talking about Mm. yes so you're not left out
1: and i'm glad you brought that up because it's a focus of ours to welcome and include our international students. And we're aware that we all have colloquialisms and and uh, communication you know, ways that we, we talk about things. So we, yeah. we, we try to make sure that we're being inclusive in all of our communication.
0: Right, so you'll be in the know about the words and the terms that they use in the construction industry before you're even done with uni. And I think that's half the job done, yes. mm-hmm. just being able to communicate with someone is very important. Yeah. So the next thing, maybe you could highlight a little bit about the features of the curriculum and what are some of the learning outcomes uh, that you test students on when they're doing the course.
1: So, so students will develop skills in the application of software in uh, using um, different platforms to design and develop mm-hmm. systems for costing and managing and, and scheduling the construction of buildings. Right. Uh, a
0: few other fun ones. Few other fun ones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm. um, overall, our aim for the program is mm. to produce uh, graduates who have a sound understanding of the construction industry, uh, who can apply um, processes and uh, and tools for. Right. For the development of, of
0: a building or a structure. Of buildings and structures. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe if you're an organized person or you feel like you're an organized person and you, you know, th- these are some of the things you don't really think about when you're growing up and you're thinking, you know, I always seem to be the one organizing my friends to do something or I'm always the one, the teacher always used to choose to organize a team or be the team leader. And you also happen to have an interest in construction and maybe you don't want to wear the yellow hat very much. <laughs> um, this would probably be the best place to fit whatever you're already good at, which is organisation, and a passion in construction, right?
1: Right. I so if I asked you, you want to build a building or you want to build a bridge, mm-hmm. what, what would your expectations be? What do you need the construction manager to take care of for right. you? Yeah. It's things like the how long is that project going to take? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the cost of that project? Who's controlling the cost of that project to make mm-hmm. sure we don't have a blowout of the budget that you might hear about sometimes in yeah. the news? Yeah. And the third pillar of, of, of that is uh, is quality. We want yeah. to, the customer to get what they want um, and yeah. so that, that needs to right. happen and someone needs to control those processes. And that's a, the role of the construction manager and the other underlying professions like the contract administrator. The contract administrator is a person who outlines what they want from their contractors and that has to be right because at the end of the job or at the end of the contractor's role within the development they need to be able to say we've got what we want so now we can pay you your fee.
0: Right okay so a little bit about you tell us a little bit about how you even got into this space you know also I'm pretty sure there's some women watching this and this is also not predominantly a women career some people say or, you know, it's not necessarily viewed as a female-led, you know, industry. How did you get into it?
1: Uh, my career has been in building surveying. That means I'm a, I'm a building certifier. That means I look at the design of a building and it would be communicated in the form of two-dimensional or three-dimensional plans and files. And I'll compare that design against the regulations and standards that we demand that our buildings meet Mm. so that's the first part of my job Mm. and then i'll issue an approval you can go ahead and build your building because it it works as far as the standards go Mm. And then my second, the second part of the private certifier, or the building certifier's job is to go out on site and look at the construction and make sure that meets what the approved plans say. So you can see that my role is diverse. I'm not always in the office. I'm sometimes out on site, which is a really fun part of the job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it means that your day is never boring, right. and you get to uh, look at some amazing construction happening in front of you.
0: But how did you get into? So that's it? the
1: private certification. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> building certification certifiers role Mm -hmm. i got into it in a a mixed kind of way that you know often we do we we end up going in one direction and we just kind of land in another i Mm -hmm. my original career was a health surveyor so Mm -hmm. my first job was uh looking for healthy conditions in the environment or unhealthy conditions and taking care of those Mm -hmm. and that included food surveillance so i would go uh, and look at uh at the butcher shop, and say, "Oh, you know, your process is not clean enough. You really need to take care of that problem." Right. But so it's a long story. But that that was combined. Yes, I used to close restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> so that was combined with the building surveyor's role because back in the in those days, it was just an old-fashioned way that that mm-hmm. those roles went together. Both of those are now professions: oh, yeah, uh, right. building surveying and health surveying. Mm-hmm. So I went from one to the other, and then I. I uh, worked as a building inspector in a local government authority or a council. Mm, I'm not sure yeah. what your equivalent in we, Kenya we, we is. Do have councils. councils, yeah, yeah. Um, then I um, began some study in fire technology, just just to broaden my um, knowledge, mm-hmm. and ended up teaching um, fire technology. technology at university. Ah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I my keep in my uh, my contacts with industry so that we can, you know, bring those real life problems back to our teaching mm. all the time. By um, I'm the chairman of the of chairperson mm. of the um, building technical pa- panel in our state in South Australia, mm. and my role is to look at things that are really too hard for legislation. Those issues that mm. we we can't simply answer with with by using legislation. So those uh, problems come to me for consideration.
0: Well, I guess if you then go and study at UniSA, you'll be studying from the best. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: As I say, those, those connections with industry are really important, yeah. and so we strive to make sure that all, all of our academics maintain those in some ways. Mm. Sometimes it's being part of a uh, industry association that yeah. looks after the profession
0: yeah.
1: and accreditation and those sort of things, accreditation of professionals. Mm.
0: All right. Maybe, Jackson, you can tell us a little bit about, I'm pretty sure maybe there are some programs that you have for construction management students and what are, what can they expect? There are some, I'm pretty sure, programs that you've collaborated with people in industry or maybe some programs you studied, some what we call clubs here, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that um in the UK they're called something different. Yeah. I don't know what they're called in Australia, so maybe you can tell us a little bit about that clubs. and how school, yeah. and the students get to know each other and just... Yeah connect and maybe form connections with mm, one another mm, that might totally. be helpful absolutely after
2: well i'll give a quick introduction and then let mm. debbie really talk about it in detail because yeah. we do have a particular club um called um boss which mm. stands for building organization for staff and students right yep great so um this one so officially it is technically a student club that's Mm -hmm. what it comes under within Mm -hmm. the university Mm -hmm. um but it is i mean having seen a few of the different clubs it is one of the slickest most professionally run clubs um it's essentially your gateway to um a job in Mm -hmm. construction management It's an absolute must for any construction management student to Mm. get involved in. It's not compulsory, but Mm. um, so it's not technically a must, but I would say it's something you should not miss out on. Right. Um, Because essentially they start from the very beginning. Like they do, um, like, what, barbecues and... Um, some get-to-know-you kind of stuff. They mm-hmm. do, what What do we call it, knock-off, um, Friday knock-off. So um, mm-hmm. you can go and have a drink with um, some of the people in industry and your other ah. classmates. Um, and then I think the flagship thing that they do is a um, sort of a once-a-year boss dinner. Mm-hmm. So um, basically this is like a really, like, slick corporate event that mm-hmm. you attend. And you, you you see the footage and you're just like, wow, that looks like, you know, the Golden Globe Awards or the Grammys or something <laughs> like this.
0: <laughs> 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 but um, organised yeah. lot.
2: <laughs> that's right yeah. yeah so um yeah it is run it is run by the students but it is like such a brilliant opportunity for networking and just you know building all those relationships in industry mm. um and um i believe we have quite a few students be offered jobs at those kind of events right yes really? that happens
1: all the oh, time okay yes. yeah.
0: you're attending a few of those boss events Pardon? Have you attended a few of those events? Oh, yes. Events? Yes,
1: I'm involved in BOSS, yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. All
0: cool. right. So what are some of the things that, you know, you've observed in terms of the benefits that students have gotten from, you know, being part of that group?
1: Yeah, as Jackson alluded to, the networking between industry and students is the aim of BOSS. Mm-hmm. And so those events are all about getting those people to meet each other. Yeah, and right. when we have an industry fair, mm-hmm. where uh, industry comes in and they set up a, a table and they bring some representatives, they usually bring a lot of merchandise and they bring mm-hmm. their business cards mm-hmm. and they're handing them out because they want to see you applying for their jobs.
0: Right. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: they, they really have a demand for skilled workers yeah. uh, at all levels and they are also interested in talking to undergrad sh- students so that they can support them during their studies mm-hmm. and begin to mould them in the shape that they want for their uh, mm-hmm. own roles in their companies.
0: Okay. You know, that's actually very important because I imagine that as a, you know, an international student, you might find yourself in a new country. You Mm -hmm. don't know anyone. It's not like here you can call maybe someone you studied with or someone you grew up with and get a job through that. Mm -hmm. Or your parent can call somebody. You're in a different country. Therefore, you don't know anyone. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is a perfect opportunity for international students studying at UNISA and doing their construction Mm. management course to meet some people in industry and form some good connections even before you're done with your course Mm. and hopefully even get some part-time jobs from it because I think we had a chat earlier on and we were saying that the opportunities locally for students to even get some part-time jobs within the field that you're in. So you're not only just studying a very formidable course in Australia, but you're also getting some very good experience for you to put on your CV just mm. when you're done. Yes. Mm. And, you know, they'd they, they be asking you for experience and you just came out of university. Yeah. So yeah. that would be really good yeah. if you've already been getting some of that from the local council mm. jobs or even the construction, the government projects that you were telling me that are happening in South Australia. Mm. You're exactly <laughs>
1: right. So our industry want our students to have some practical experience mm. in, in the field, so uh, our graduates from our fourth year need to accrue a number of hours in the industry, and we, mm. we helped that to happen as well. So
0: you do connect them to some of these jobs yes. that they could be doing for their course, but also works as experience? Yeah, and, and
1: I find that with students who are working in the industry or even getting voluntary experience in industry, use what they learned in university today, at their work tomorrow, and mm. the other way around, what right. they mm. did at work, they... At, at uni the next day going, oh, that was what happened yesterday at me at work. It's amazing mm. how that happens oh, so often. Awesome.
0: Oh, but then, you know, do they end up sometimes getting jobs straight from the places they've done their placements? Absolutely. That's,
1: that's almost an issue for us. So yeah. I have employers approach me and say, can you send us some final year students? And I say, no, no, they were taken up in, in the first, uh, second or third year of their studies.
0: Wow. Yes. So they're already
1: booked. Yes, they're booked. They're, 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 yeah, they go on their placement and they don't look back. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. That's
0: absolutely amazing because also that gives you an opportunity should you get the opportunity to start, to work in Australia or in a different country. We've talked about mm. countries like Dubai that are experiencing mm. a lot of big construction jobs at the moment and, yeah. and maybe even in Europe mm. that you might find opportunities or even come back here in Kenya and do some great things. Mm. Uh, I think that would be very amazing. But also just knowing that you're able to have the opportunity and hopefully even booked ahead of time yeah. by some companies in Australia. That would be absolutely amazing. Mm. I think it's a no-brainer at this point yeah. that you should study at UNISA. Mm. Work well, experience so- also
1: gives you an opportunity to explore what you think might be your future. Yeah. So you might spend three months as a building surveyor in a building surveyor's office and go, actually, that's not for me. i really, really, really like to pursue the quantity surveying profession instead. So yeah. that's a really good way of... Um, determining oh. that that's really what you want yep. to do. Right. You make Without those decisions fully
0: committing. Yeah, mm.
1: because there are so many options within our program. Mm. Okay. Mm.
0: Right. So even you know sometimes students take on a course. I know this happened to me. Mm. You take on a course at the beginning and then you're like, okay, this is not me. Mm. Right. Uh the beauty I feel so far from just listening to the two of you with construction management is that there's so many ways you could go within the construction field within itself. Mm. I mean you could feel that you're more of a site person and there are jobs within that one course that you could that could lead you into more site work. Mm-hmm. And maybe you might feel like no I'm more of an office person. I might dabble a little bit on the site once or twice but I, I prefer being in the office or working at home, uh, whatever it is, and there would be opportunities still from that same course and it's not really locking you into one path, that's as exactly. most courses do. Mm, that's
1: yeah. exactly it. I tell students,
0: you'll find what you're good at and you can follow that. Right, within mm. the same construction field.
1: Yes, within
2: yeah. the same program. And the beauty being that there's so much job demand at the moment, so it's actually then what... Well, what do you prefer to do? Because all of those options are available to you, almost like a menu
0: Right. um, (laughs) during and
2: after your degree. Oh, that's absolutely amazing. Right,
0: right. So I think, you know, um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about some of the alumni that have gone through the programs or some construction programs within um, UNISA and particularly African students that have gone through the program, maybe some that have gone through your class. You could tell us a little bit about them and what they're doing right now. Or in general, what sort of field have they then transitioned into? Yeah. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. So um, our program is 30 years old and it is the only accredited program in South Australia. Mm -hmm. And it has been the only program in our state for that amount of time. So all of the developments going on in our city, the construction managers and other professionals on those roles but the majority of those are alumni of our program. Wow. So when I call them up and say, hey, I love the look of your building, can I get my students to come and have a look? They'll say, oh, yes, yeah, so I'm an alumni of your program. I'd, right. I'd very much welcome that. So oh, that that's, that's nice. So at, at a more recent level, our um, uh, international mm-hmm. students have landed roles in building surveying in my, in my field, which makes me very happy because mm-hmm. they add that new perspective to our yeah. industry. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, roles in local government building surveying Mm. and in quantity surveying. We have some some very um, close relationships with quantity surveying firms in South Australia. They like to take on their undergraduates and they'll often turn into full-time roles for those students. And uh, construction management roles, site supervisors roles, contact administrators. Mm
0: -hmm. From one course. Yes. From doing one course, Mm. you literally have a variety of different uh, fields you can get into.
2: Actually, one just popped up um, in mind to me and it kind of redirects our point from earlier is Mm -hmm. that I caught up with a student um, just recently who's actually from options, from Mm -hmm. Kenya Mm -hmm. Um, so she um, is from a construction management background and she's um, actually pursuing one of our master degrees but um, she has just sort of registered herself on linkedin already was on linkedin she's already been headhunted for construction management roles oh, and she's yeah. only part way. like she's only like a couple of semesters into her degree wow, so she amazing. was and she's just literally and this is the beauty of it because yeah. um she so she hasn't taken up the role yet because yeah. she just wants to you know study does come first you're paying mm-hmm. you're paying a decent amount of money for yeah, it and you want yeah. to do well yeah. um but it's just such a nice thing to be able to actually have that where I'm like wow well, world is your oyster because right. um you just Choose. wait till you're ready yeah right. yeah, Choose,
0: yeah. Hey? Oh, that's absolutely amazing. So I guess we will keep talking about construction management because I think there's so much more and opportunities for students here in Kenya, Uganda, Nigeria, wherever you might be Mm -hmm. within the continent. Uh, You know, you could just walk into any options office and we can literally help you connect with UNISA Mm -hmm. and hopefully in the next intake. You'll be there in her class. That's right. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And um, if you don't mind, I might just make a quick comment just in terms of employability of African students and especially like, because we do have a a number of Kenyan students come through um, UNISA and then that I've kind of met and I'm talking all different fields, not just construction management. But I just think um, from a very generic Australian employer perspective, I think, um, uh, African students are really really well placed to mm. um, step into industry mm. you guys are speaking really beautiful fluent English right. I think that always comes down that's always a thing I mean c- verbal communication we you all know, know is yeah, is such a big. thing but I just think um from what I've seen um the African students we have coming through they just you know you're, you're self-aware you you kind of you settle in you really um you've got a good mindset and um and so we have seen some really great um success stories and I just think there's Yeah, really good potential for um, Kenyans and uh, broader um, students across the continent um, to get employment in Australia.
0: Okay. Well, I guess you heard it here first. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So let's let's keep watching. Watch the next episode as we continue to talk to UNISA and as we continue to talk about doing life abroad with options. Thank you very much.